Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast. Your hub for everything gaming, television, movies, and whatever we find interesting on screen. I'm your host, Sean, and we have your co-host here, David. How are you also doing, Also known David? as the People's Choice. Don't oh, worry, we may have changed names, anyway. but we're still the People's Choice is still here. All right, so elephant <laughs> in the room. Let's get this out of... Uh, out of the way, first and foremost, we yeah, were the next episode. Yeah, all, all, many of you or zero of you. I don't know. There's how many dozens we have of right us. Now. <laughs> we're a cult. Um, so yeah, we decided after some some thought and a complaint or two or ten um, that we had to get rid of the name the next episode for two reasons. One, it was fun to say, but it really was just deceiving because we always want cared more about what was happening on the next episode than the current one we were recording and number two nxt as many of us know including ourselves when we made the podcast is also a very popular wrestling acronym and a very popular podcast and that's why we changed it so scene on screen is going to be uh, a podcast by the people for the people of course myself and your other host david are going to be with you pretty much every week, and we are going to supply you with absolutely everything we can from that current week. And um, as we expand, we are going to look into some some gaming reviews or movie reviews on the fly with maybe like little 10 to 30-minute episodes. Um, we're also looking into um, really just trying to expand our community and being for you guys. So there's going to be a little ask us section at the end of podcasts where you guys have the opportunity to ask us questions that you may want the answer to like, where's Ty or why haven't we mentioned Ty yet? That kind of stuff. Um, Ty's Ty's not dead. (laughs) Um, Ty will be uh, a recurring guest host. Uh, He's not with us this evening. We also have another exciting uh, guest host coming up for some episodes. Uh, he's very into the Marvel stuff, so it'll help balance out myself and Ty and all our bias there and hopefully teach David a thing or two about Iron Man 4 and how it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. I've I've come to accept that, but I, I, a girl can have dreams. A, a many and a few. So, um, what's up? How how you been? We haven't uh, we haven't done this little rodeo since January, and uh, we plan no. on yeah really. Our last episode was marked January sixteenth. Oh, it was man. A, a special episode called "Let's Go Pikachuan." I feel like we owe everyone an apology then. Yeah, we, I thought it was like, I thought it was like a month at at most. Yeah, maybe maybe there was another one that just didn't publish but i'm pretty sure that's the last one i feel, we I feel like we attempted one and then we just had a lot oh, of technical there was, issues yeah there was there were some audio issues that uh, ty's yeah. mic decided to die halfway through so there was just a lot of dead air um yeah because yeah, we did one just before rainbow six yeah that's true but we we are back we have uh we have decided to to take things in a different direction and we hope that you guys enjoy it it's going to be a little bit more fun and fast paced we're not focused so much on the the old way that we did things where print we, yeah we're, we're we're stepping away from print you guys don't need to read nobody um, likes reading anyways but but our commitment to you guys will be more podcasts more micro podcasts more Instagram that kind of stuff if we yeah. do go to events we will be trying to be as active as possible for you because we understand that. The gaming community thrives better with you than without you. The film community, again, with, not without. Um, and we're really just opinion-based. We we talk to people on a regular basis. They talk to us. We go to movies just like you guys do. We play video games just like you guys do. And, and more if anyone knows, if, any, if anyone has uh, actually listened to our podcast, they know that we have lots of very strong opinions Yes, like why Transformers? Oh, don't know. New show, <laughs> no more trans fast and furious. But it's the best. It's all right. Let the past be in the past or whatever it is. I mean, Vin Diesel will one day be able to drive that that semi-automatic, that semi-track. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll leave it. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> I feel like uh, there's there's a lot that's happened in the last few months. Then, yeah, David I mean, David finally upgraded his TV. I, I did see the the social media post, and uh, so it was quite the ride. So I finally decided to splurge on a 4K TV, HDR, Dolby Vision, uh, multi backlit array. Everything you you name it, right? And he hooked his Super Nintendo to it. Actually, yes. And my <laughs> Nest Nest Classics hooked up to it. Man, that um, thing must just look crazy if you're playing Turtles in Time. Yeah, man, the pixels you can see literally all of them. <laughs> uh, Perlator decided to leave a 55 inch TV sitting on my front driveway for all the world to see, because for some reason Amazon opted to ship the TV without requiring a signature. So I'm lucky that I actually got it. But man, like, playing games in 4K HDR, I did not know what I was missing. Something like... It's probably uh, just a little bit clearer. Blacks aren't as crushed. Well, just like the the change in brightness from dark to bright. <laughs> no, man. Okay, so the first game I, pl- I loaded up... Uh, when I got everything hooked up was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And that game looks great already, but then just having the HDR and the 4K uh, display for that, it's just you can go from inside a, uh, a cave and everything just looks so like almost realistic. And you go outside, and you know like when you're, when you're inside in the summer, and you go outside without wearing sunglasses, everything's just like blinding for a while. Like you're like, this is hurting my eyes. That's kind of what it's like. I can imagine, but that that's why they also have different modes on your television. Like I know um, if I ever do move my gaming back to the TV, like I'm, you you know, and our listeners know, I'm a monitor kind of guy. I don't really, like, I like being up close and personal. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like I did get so into Rainbow Six that... I needed to be focused, like hyper focused on a smaller screen. But when I do go to the TV, I always change the mode to accommodate what kind of game I'm playing. Like the contrast between my 46 inch TV versus my 23, I think it's a 24 inch monitor. Um, blacks are a little bit more crushed um, on the TV versus a monitor. I also have a like a, a gaming monitor, so it's it's a little bit different, but. Um, I just, I, I'm not really a TV gamer anymore unless I'm playing couch co-op with people. Like my switch is on the TV. You're still playing consoles though. That's the thing. You're just using a different display. Yeah. But, but that's the same thing. Like I'm, I'm also playing like the difference between my monitor is it is set up for gaming. There's different gaming modes for it, obviously. Right. But I believe it's rated up to 4k as well. And there's, it's just a remarkable difference in, the game like the vision of the gameplay it's crazy like because so i had a a, obviously like most people a 1080p tv and you know everyone talks about how great 4k is and how good games can look and stuff like that and you don't really think much of it you're like oh well you know i'm already sitting eight feet away how much better could it could it look and it's one of those things that you have to see it yeah and and i probably would not go back to a 1080p tv for gaming if i had a choice well that's uh, that's exactly what i'm saying like i would i struggle to go back to the television like when it comes to like the switch and stuff the switch uses a lot of or like nintendo in general uses a lot of vivid colors but it's a lot of just like their contrast isn't as detailed in a lot of games unless you're playing like a monster hunter or something yeah so, Lots of bright colors for Nintendo games. Exactly. Like, that. like Mario and Party like, comes to mind for that. And lines are sharp. Yeah. Whereas and thick. Nice and thick. But when you play like a game like, well, we'll say, um, actually a good example would be City Skylines. Like playing it on my laptop versus playing it on console. The the lines on the TV are definitely not as solid. Uh, the the coloring is not as vivid. The shading is a little bit different. When I move it over to the monitor, it's a completely different experience as well. Versus playing it on my laptop. Um, now, 
I mean, I'm just playing it. The the like the Xbox version is a little bit different than the the PC version itself. So there there is that. But if you look at something like Red Dead as an example, like you're playing like some of those areas where it's like really foggy and you're like going through the woods, playing on the monitor is great. Playing on the TVs, I find some of the colors are a little washed out plus TVs are designed for like taking in room light whereas your monitor is definitely in a in a situation where you have a little bit more controlled light i find at it's just it's an opinion um but i understand where you're coming from like the once you've played on a, a higher quality screen you'll never want to go back yeah speaking of high quality go complete on. total segue i have also purchased the most expensive Nintendo 3DS in the world. And it's it, not even made of gold. Oh, I was going to say, is it plated in gold? No. It ha- so, <laughs> this is a funny story. And sad at the same time. Long story short, I bought a new 3DS XL. Because they are becoming very hard to find. Nintendo Online had uh, refurbished units on for 200 bucks, And I wanted the Galaxy Edition one. Have you seen it? Yes, it's it's yeah. gorgeous. It actually looks amazing. Uh, so I, I ordered that and a few other things and uh, a replacement battery for my other 3DS because that one was uh, not holding a charge. So ordered it, paid for it. Everything was all honky-dory. Uh, two days later, I get an email from Nintendo with two new uh, order numbers and I was like what this doesn't make sense because I haven't ordered anything so then I'm thinking oh great someone somehow hacked into my account and bought something right so I uh, check online and my original order was cancelled and I was like this doesn't make any sense check my bank statement and I was charged again for another 3DS but then an additional smaller charge of like 25 bucks so I called Nintendo up. I'm like, what's going on with this? Because uh, I've already paid for my 3DS and everything. They already charged me 258 and now I have two other chargers. And the uh, guy I was talking to had no clue what was going on. So then it escalated to a supervisor. And I have to admit, though, uh, Nintendo's, like, call support, they're great. Top notch. Like, holy crap. Like, I was having this issues, and they they – instead of just saying like, oh, it's probably just a pending charge, it'll come off, like they actually were like, mm, yes, I'm not sure about this. They looked it up, they're like, okay, I get to, they got to a point where they're like, oh, these numbers, they don't make sense, they're not showing up, they're like, they're back-end numbers, so something that I should never have gotten. So then they escalated it, and the supervisor that I was talking to explained to me, so people who've ever who've bought stuff online or whatnot, they might know that there's uh, shipping restrictions for lithium ion batteries. Yep. And that's what is in the 3DS. And that's also what, what, what the uh, replacement battery was. Um, and so I guess the 3DS and everything ships from the United States. So that's the problem is that they can't ship batteries over the border like that for commercial use or something like that. I don't know. So they had to split the order up. So when that happened, the system did not know that I had already paid for everything. So when they created these orders again, split up, they charged me again. So I was like, okay, well, this makes sense. So a uh, guy I was talking to told me that uh, he would refund me the my original order uh, and the smaller amount that was charged because he's like, oh, they probably charge you shipping again. I'm like, okay, no problem. No worries. So... Uh, a day goes by, I get shipping confirmation of everything, and then Friday, I was doing some online banking, and I noticed that there was, again, two more charges on my card. Unreal. So I called them up again, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this. Like, I've already been charged three times now for this, and now it's a total of five. And the guy was telling me, oh, it's probably a pending thing. I'm like, no, dude, it's, I'm looking at my bank statement. It's, it's charged, and it's completed. So... He had no idea what was going on, and he escalated it, and I was talking to another guy, and they could see all the, the notes that were added previously, so he's looking it up, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, this doesn't make any sense, like, I see that there was a refund issued, but none of that had gone through, and I wasn't angry, although I guess I could have been, because I just, 
Nintendo has $760 of mine <laughs> for a uh, Nintendo 3DS. So they were escalating it, and they're like, okay, well, we'll look into this a little more, and we'll get in touch with you when we figure this out. Most amazing thing happened ever. They called me on Saturday, and, and someone was like, oh, we, I, I'm investigating your this problem. It's very unique. I can see all these charges or these requests for stuff like that. Um, I've reversed them. Has anything shown? And I was just amazed that someone like that they were working on Saturday doing this kind of stuff. So, um, everyone's wondering, I'm sure if I got my money back, I have not yet. It's <laughs> been approximately one week. Um, but I, you know, banks only work on Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday. Right. So they are actually going to call me back. Uh, they're supposed to call me back on Thursday to see if everything's gone through. If not, then they're going to try and uh, work things out even more. But uh, as frustrating as a situation this is, I can say that I currently have bought a 3DS for $700. I could have bought two Nintendo Switches for that. You could have, and it would have been pretty much what they're coming out with now. Great segue. <laughs> David, wow, it's like we kind of planned the show. Yeah, I'll, but I'll I'll let everyone know how long it takes me to get my uh, get my money back. But I props to Nintendo for like yeah, it's it's a crappy situation, and I I think it is a very unique situation because uh, I've talked to four people, and even the the supervisors that I've talked to, they're like this is uh, this is really odd and out of out of the ordinary. Um, I've like dealt with Sony's customer support and like, they've been okay, but no, they're terrible. Stop they, kidding yourself. <laughs> Microsoft, I'd have to say has pretty good customer support depending on who you talk to, but like Nintendo, they, I guess that's their job to make people happy. Right. Yeah. Micro so their customer support is great. And actually, you know what? They're, they're based out and they're based in Canada. Their, well, uh, what their, their customer service? Yeah. the The person that I was talking to, because they were like, "Oh, what time? What time is it there?" Because I was they were trying to figure out timings of uh, when things were sent and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm it's this time, whatever." And he's like, oh, "Okay, so you're like three hours ahead." I'm like, oh, "Are you in BC?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh, nice, Nintendo of Canada, helping out Matt Ryan, the Prez." Matt Ryan. He's the... Um, Isn't that Nintendo, Bowser? No, Nintendo Canada's president. Oh. He's Nintendo the, Canada has a president? I just thought it was like Reggie for all of North America. Man, we haven't done a podcast since Reggie stepped down. Oh, he stepped down like... Yep. Like... Wait, no. Isn't his last day like April 13th? <sighs> I think sad, so. He, sad he day. Had, I hope he does one more Nintendo Direct. You know what? If Reggie announces... Yeah, if he does one more Nintendo Direct and announces the rumored Switch updates, that'd be like the greatest uh, like Gift exit ever. Because I don't know if you remember when he first was like kind of introduced. He he had uh, announced the Nintendo DS at E3. And yeah, he did. Wow, that's he was so the, long ago. Yeah, and he was. Uh, the first person to kind of really show a mature side because he said kick ass at E3 and everyone was like, who is this guy? Because no one really knew who he was. And then I don't know if it was uh, shortly after that he became like president of Nintendo of America or whatever. But yeah, he's been around for a long and time. We will be very sad to see him go. Maybe we'll do a tribute to all things Reggie. On a, the on, Reginator, yeah, my body's ready for that. It's, it's, it's going to be weird because uh, here, here's my honest opinion, and it, it'll kind of go into our next topic a little bit as well. When when we're looking at what could possibly come from Nintendo this year, Nintendo setting themselves up to have a whopper of a year. Like this could be one of the this could be the year that Nintendo and Nintendo Switch take down the big boys. 
may it only be for a year, but this could be the year that, like, the Switch sales are already ahead of Sony sales on a per-month basis in North America. I I wouldn't say in Europe, because without FIFA, nothing's going to beat Sony and Xbox over in Europe. But don't don't they have FIFA on Switch? Um, Not... They, no, don't they have Pez? And now I'm going to sound like an idiot, but I don't think they have like the good Fifas, do they? I'm pretty sure they have Fifa. Uh, I'm, I might be wrong. I don't play that foosball. The foosball? Uh, oh, Fifa 19 on Switch. Yeah, it does exist. Yeah. Oh, damn. So I wouldn't even worry about that. Sorry, redacted, redacted, redacted. Um, th- this could be the year. And if, in fact... Nintendo releases two new versions of the Switch, which is rumored to be a Pro-style edition and a Basic-style edition, which will be a little bit more cost-effective. They they could tap themselves into a new market. You're going to get people who upgrade from their current Switches to the new ones, but they are going to be selling... like they, There's going to be a whole lot of moving parts here because people with original Switches... Like the two-year-old models are gonna be like, oh, I'll trade mine up and get. We'll we'll call it the Pro for now. Mine's the a sw- mine's a day one. Mine's a launch edition. So we'll use yours as an example. Then you have a launch day one Switch, and let's say Nintendo releases this Pro edition, or probably something like a Master edition because they're Nintendo and that's what they call stuff. And it has the capabilities of 4K. Or it has the capabilities of VR, which Nintendo's been hinting at for a while with all this Labo stuff. They and the released fact that, the Labo VR thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they've been hinting at, like, making their consoles a little bit more VR friendly. Can you imagine if Nintendo released a VR set before Microsoft did? Well, didn't Microsoft buy Oculus and then just not do anything with it because no, Sony kind of, like, fell apart with the VR? I thought that was um, Facebook. Oh, HTC or yeah, Facebook owns Oculus. No, yeah, I thought. Or is it Facebook HTC bought, Vive? Yeah, I thought they bought HTC. I don't know one of them, but Microsoft has kind of uh, let the boat sail or whatever the saying is for VR on their console. And yeah, so Oculus Rift Plus Touch is available through Microsoft. Okay. And it's a standalone thing right now. But do you, th- like, may- maybe Microsoft missed the boat, but I was reading some articles the other day preparing for the new beginning of Seen on Screen, which I got to remember is the name of our show now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I-, I was reading that Sony took the lead on... VR like they took the lead on Betamax and HD DVDs. And it seems like another technology Sony poured a ton of money into and the traction, although there is a fan base for it, it's not big enough to be a world ender. It's not big enough to just take things over. Like there are like, I love putting on VR on my phone and putting it in like this like $15 VR mask I got and ride roller coasters and stuff. Because I, I like seeing like new roller coasters and stuff that come out all over the place. And but they're that cool. is not the same experience as You're totally like the PlayStation right. VR or but like Windows Mixed Reality or Have you Vive. gone to a VR bar or anything? Like there's one. Um, uh, I, went, I went to one recently and you got to do the IRL stuff, which is super fun. The... Uh, the interactive racing live oh, machines cool. where like you turn your head and you're looking in your car and you're driving and all that stuff. And I've done like the VR pods and that's a way more immersive experience than the Sony one, like running on that little treadmill with your gun and Oh yeah. 100%. But what I'm saying, and this might hurt some uh, Sony fanboys hearts a little bit is the way like, I don't hear a ton of people like maybe you and Alex who are always just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Like when I played PSVR at his place, like we played the same three games a few times and I was like, oh, this is kind of boring and I have a headache. Like 
I, I don't think I could play a 16-hour game in VR. I just don't think I would be built for that. But yeah, you when know, you look like, around, it, like it, 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 it depends on the person as well, right? Like there's people that will play Skyrim in VR, and I don't know how they could do it. <laughs> My uh, gun won't load. There's certain, I guess there's certain out. games that I can play in VR and be perfectly fine and play it for, for quite some time. But then there's other ones, and it, it, it depends on the movement in the game. Where if you're not moving around, or if you're sitting down, and say like you're in a mech, right? Yeah. And the mech is moving around in the game. Your body is expecting to feel some of that movement, but it's not. And so that's where people become get motion sickness. And so there's certain games where I can't play them for more than five, ten minutes just because of that. Well, I but I think in... Sony has really, like, they've pushed the VR movement. Like, it was a big thing um on PC, but you needed a pretty powerful PC and then you needed to buy this like really expensive, like five, six hundred dollar uh hardware just to just to play it. Um and I know some people who have um Oculus and the Vive and they're great for what they are, but Sony really made it accessible for anyone. Like you didn't need to have a super powerful PC. You just needed eight hundred dollars laying around. But that was the pro- uh, the problem, right? Like the the entry point into getting a uh, PlayStation VR when they first came out was like $600 almost. Like, um, and I know because I bought one with my trade-in credit, which was great. Uh, but anyway, so like the entry point for or the price point for entry was pretty high. And they have come down in price because you can get now uh, the PlayStation VR with the camera, the controllers, and two games for like three fifty, four hundred. Is that with the the console as well, or no? No, that's like just the the headset itself. And and the the misconception is you need the Pro to run it. You can run it on the regular PS4, correct? Yeah, I had the uh, I had a PS4 Slim when I had my uh, VR headset, and it worked fine. Now, like the the advantage of having the PlayStation Pro is that because it can do uh, better graphics processing. Um, people have said that the visuals in the VR headset are a little, I guess, clearer, cleaner. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been able to, I haven't had the experience of uh, being able to compare. Uh, but also the, the headset, the technology in there is still kind of limited um, because it's still tracking based off of it has like the gyros and stuff like that and accelerometers in the headsets but most of the tracking is done by light that's why you need the the playstation eye camera um i actually recently bought a vr headset i don't think i told you this uh staples had one of the windows mixed reality uh vr headsets on sale on sale for 200 bucks so i figured hey why not like give it a try and uh, it's actually pretty cool because I can use it in Steam games and and Windows has a lot of like their own ecosystem built in for that. And um, I I was kind of worried that I would have to have like a camera and stuff like that, but I don't. The, the headset actually has cameras on it that tracks your room. So it kind of tracks where things are in relation to you to warn you kind of and yeah so you can when you're setting it up you can either set it up to play sitting down and it knows that you're just sitting down um or you can set up a bounding box where you kind of before you have the headset on you kind of walk um in an area and you generate your own bounding box and when you're playing a game if you get into that if you get to that point it'll you'll see like this um kind of digital wall type thing which is kind of cool so i don't i have it set up in my room i and i don't have like the most space in here but i'm actually finding that i'm able to play most games and i don't have to worry about being in the right position for tracking uh like on the playstation that i that was a big problem is that if you're too far from the the camera if you're too close or if the if you're standing too high or you're out of view like you it loses tracking a lot so i would play games like um star trek bridge commander which is a great game it's a lot of fun um but i'd be playing that sitting down and because of the distance that i had my 
the PlayStation camera to where I was sitting, there was a lot of times when I had to like press a button on a, a control panel, but I had to either be standing up so that the camera could track where the controller was, or I would not be able to press anything or I'd have to like constantly be fiddling with uh, controls and stuff like that. So the PlayStation, they've done a lot, I think, for VR. Um, but they need to update the hardware a little bit and have it rely less on the camera. And I think Sony, um, like, you know, the PlayStation Move controllers that come with it. Yep. Those were PlayStation 3 accessory. Yeah, they didn't like that. That's why I'm arguing, and we can get into it at, at another time so we can go back to the Switch topic. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Switch. <laughs> but, but I, I personally believe, and I think Nintendo, if they do this, they're, they're going to do it in a way that's more, more viewer or view based than interactive. Um, and I'll explain what I mean in a second. They're going to have to. Like, can you so, imagine playing with the Switch? on your face to a, yeah like that's that's a heavy little device there we're gonna have like neck problems i dropped mine for the first time the other day oh my the, god you monster the joy con like wasn't fully clicked in and when i picked it up it fell it was only like a foot and a half because it fell off the ottoman but i was still scared dusted it off clicked wow. her back up they're fairly durable man they are actually they, they are pretty durable systems I, they, they passed the drop test of like six feet i believe yeah, well, the screens are plastic. And you put a screen protector on it that's glass. Amazing. Yeah, um, I did. <laughs> so so did I. Um, anyways, where I was going with my point to close off the PlayStation VR is I do believe the way PlayStation marketed their VR versus how they're marketing it now is the same way they, they marketed um, HD DVDs back in the day. Like, I know we were, were old enough for that one. We're also old enough... Actually, we're not really old enough. We would have been infants. Um, but when VHS versus Sony Betamax happened, Sony loves to clamp themselves onto ideas, and they sell really well at the beginning, and then they die off completely. Yeah, VR but sales, Sony didn't back uh, like, HD DVD. That was Microsoft. Or Sony was Blu-ray. So Sony was Blu-ray. Yeah. So Sony... I've got I've got that one backwards. But like yeah. with the, with the um, like VCR and Betamax and stuff, they have jumped on a, a, some other mediums as well. Like they used to be. Really mini disc, mini disc, um, cell phones. <laughs> yeah, I think with Sony though, they pump so much money into stuff that they have to justify, like they have to push it until it literally is just such a waste. Like the PlayStation um, PSP or the PlayStation PS Vita, right? Like they don't, they just kind of let things die. Hey, we might both be wrong. HD DVD was actually supported by Toshiba. Yeah, it was Toshiba and Microsoft were the main backers to that. Like Microsoft was a company that um, wanted was pushing like the I think it's the DGI interface for um, interactive menus and stuff like that. Whereas uh, Blu-ray and Sony and all the like they were backing uh, Java. I think it is for for that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, Microsoft was the one that released the HD DVD player for the Xbox 360. Sony put the Blu-ray player in the PS3. Yeah, there was made... two. There was two attempts on peripherals made by Hewlett Packard uh, and Microsoft, and both failed. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I can't believe I got that wrong. My apologies. I thought it was that way, but it was the other way around. Um, and the biggest backer of the Blu-ray industry was actually porn. That's why Blu-ray survived. Well, like... Super fact. And other, like, technical... Technical reasons. Oh, yeah. The technical, <laughs> technically, they, they held way more. I think the HD DVD only held, what, four gigs? No, that's a regular DVD. 4.7. HD DVD was... Uh, single layer was 15 gigs. Dual layer was 30. Whereas a Blu-ray single layer is about 25 gigs. Dual Air 50. Right, you have an extensive knowledge of this. Yeah, I have about 100 and some odd HD DVDs. And what formats, or what, do you still have players that can play it or no? Yeah, I still have my Xbox 360 HD DVD player, and I have one of like the original, like early Toshiba 
HD DVD players that takes like five minutes just to boot up because it's literally built with like off the shelf computer <laughs> components. And uh, you could hear it grinding on its yeah, startup. pretty much. No, I still have that stuff. I I actually started buying that was when HD DVD was on its way out because you could buy these movies for like two dollars. Yeah, they're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back to the Nintendo Switch. That's so, one yeah. thing that we're never gonna we're gonna never change is our deviating from the plan. <laughs> deviating off of the topic. Yeah. Um, when, when it comes to the switch, I do like the idea that their light version of the switch, we're going to name them, whatever, let's name them after Mario characters. This will be, uh, the light one will be called toad. And then the souped up one will be like Mario edition Bowser. No. Um, why can't I think right now? What was the, um, the Mario Mario flood edition? Yeah. Metal Mario. That's even better. Um, with the light version or the toad version that we're calling it. From from some of the rumors that I've read today, and I mean everything is speculatory at the moment, they're they're saying that it could be a bridge between um, their their high end console on the 3DS by making the Joy Cons permanent. Now that doesn't limit you from being able to play with additional Joy Cons or other controllers because they will still be syncable via Bluetooth. However, if it is a connected console it will be cheaper for them to produce because it'll be one piece of plastic holding it all together. And I mean, it's going to have its its pros and cons. If they make the console a little bit smaller, it'll be a little bit more portable as well. Um, on the flip side... There's also rumors that they're re- going to potentially remove the rumble feature because apparently it's not utilized as much as uh, they were hoping, like the HD rumble. I, I feel it when I play like Mario Party. Certain or games, Mario yeah, Kart. like 100%. But, like, there's a lot of games that it's just, like, a normal rumble. And I wish developers would take advantage of it. Like, it, you could do a lot with it. Oh, absolutely. Like, but, like, I, if if they create a, uh, like, a Toad version of the Switch that's smaller, that's designed to kind of bridge the connection between or the gap between the 3DS, which is on their way out, like, I don't even think... Th- you can, it's really hard to find just a regular 3DS now. Everything's the 2DS XL. Um, and the 3DS was so compact and small, I can't believe I broke mine. <laughs> and uh, if they if they do that, though, and they create a non-detachable uh, Joy-Con controllers on there, uh, it's actually going to kind of alienate some of their games. Because there's certain games where you have to play with detached joy cons so that that begs the question let's say the the msrp for that guy is 199 okay and we're looking at 399 for the current switch console 99 more dollars buys you a pair of separate joy cons that you can put in your carry case that you're able to play those games in docked mode i'm also assuming that you're not going to be able to dock this thing because the dock's 99 dollars, right something like that yeah so there, I, I there's your money right there. If you, I could see them doing a, uh, like a, not so much as a dock, but more of like a dongle type thing. Which I would be all over even for mine, because then you've made your Switch portable. Yeah. Like more portable. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the with the rumored Switch Mini Toad version, because they could. They could either do it and make it great, or they could make something that uh, is it will essentially break certain games that are out there. So, so here's my other thought on it too. What game is coming out late this year? What major game is coming out late this year, which has been handheld for twenty years? Oh, Pokemon. There I was it like, is. what game is it? So you you've gotten a game that's been exclusive to Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, um, Nintendo DS, 3DS, or yeah, 3DS, 2DS, all those. You've had this game exclusive to your handheld lineup for the last twenty years. Let's go, Pikachu and Eevee came out and it rocked. 
the the Switch world. People finally got a Pokemon game, even though it wasn't really a core game because it was just Pokemon Yellow. Now you have what what are they called? Knight and Sword or um, Sword and Shield? Yeah. You have a Pokemon core game coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Wouldn't it also be convenient if it came out around the same time the Switch Mini and the Switch Pro came out? Like, oh, Mom, Dad, I want a Switch. Well, hun, I don't want to spend $400 on a Switch for you. Well, maybe the kid's a little bit younger, and you get them a Switch that's only $199. And it's a solid piece of equipment. It's not one where the controllers come off. And if you do want to turn it into that console mode, you do have the opportunity to buy the extra controllers to make it expandable. And you have a choice now with spending $400 or spending $300. Because Joy-Cons are 100 bucks for the set, right? Unless you find them on sale somewhere, yeah. where sometimes you can get them for seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. That's where I think Nintendo's looking to like close their gap, because the community was excited, but pissed. Because most people who own a 3DS typically own a Switch, and vice versa. It's Nintendo has its own community, it's very strong. But a new Pokemon game's coming out, and there's people who don't have Switches. Some people are going to want to spend the $400 to buy a Switch to play a Pokemon Core game. Some people are going to want to spend $200 to buy a Switch to play a Pokemon Core game. Especially if 3DS is no longer an option. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Nintendo is going to be like, all right, let's release it here and here. They're, that's not happening. The hardware is too different. See, and then if they do that, let's let's say that they do release, um, just for argument's sake, a, a a Switch Mini, not a, th- a Pro version, right? Yeah, we'll just so say you the have, small one, yeah. So you have two Nintendo Switch consoles. Someone might very well want to buy that just to take on the go with them, right? Because it'll be easier to carry with them. Nintendo is going to have to do something to fix their essential, essentially uh, their game-sharing uh, whatever, not service, but capabilities it it does work for single user accounts though but so you can only have one so for someone who buys something digital you can only have one account listed as your primary account um and then i'm pretty sure this is how it is so on your console that you're set as the primary user you don't have to be online to play that game but the second system that you're having even though your account owns the license to that game your console isn't set as the primary console so you have to be online for it to check whether or not you can play that game so this is going to be a problem for people who want to go traveling who don't have a constant online connection now i don't remember if it checked every time you started the game or if you, if it if it kind of like uh, phones home every like three hours or something like that, um, but that's going to be a problem for people who are potentially considering buying a smaller switch just to take with them. Now that's not going to be a problem for um, cartridge like physical physical media. Yep. But then I know a lot of people that don't like carrying their games around like so i have uh just over a dozen maybe or a dozen nintendo switch games if i'm traveling i don't want to be carrying all of those games around with me i would much rather have a smaller all digital system but i also don't want to have to be forced to be online or do some strange convoluted swapping of primary systems every time i want to play my digital games offline I can also imagine like the SSD will be smaller on the the smaller unit as well. Well, flash memory is the flash memory. The price of it is actually pretty low. I don't know why Nintendo is only including thirty two gigs internal memory. Like they could easily uh, buy like a billion, you know, one hundred twenty eight gig memory chips and put that on there, and it wouldn't cost. It would it would cost them like a fraction more. Nintendo is still learning how to live life without blocks as memory. Well, I think b- blocks. Like, well, no, they they still go based on the switch goes off of uh, 
yeah. the megabits and megabytes and the gigabitties and all it was that. More, it was more of a joke on the Nintendo GameCube's oh. redonkulous save features. Yeah, but this will take honestly, 32 blocks. But you know what? That was an easy way to know how much space you had and how much, like, the block system, as kind of archaic as it was, it, I wouldn't mind it on the Nintendo Switch. I think the Switch still, this is why it's such an important year for the Switch, because it could be a big year, depending on how they release games, what games are coming out that we don't know about. People have found source code for the Super NES in the, um, oh, what's it called? The Switch Nintendo Online, No, in the Nintendo Online stuff. Oh, yeah. So they found coding for that. People are dying. And like dying is not even a word I'm using lightly. People are <laughs> people dying. aren't actually dying, <laughs> but be, people are so desperate for either a, a 64 emulator to hit the Switch or a 64 mini. And I just don't think Nintendo's gonna release a 64 mini. It's like they went Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo, but people are desperate for that 64. People want that content, mm-hmm. and. Like, I can tell you from my point of view, I've been playing the Nintendo stuff on my Switch almost as much, if not more, than my Switch games. Just because, like, I I really love nostalgia. Super Nintendo games on there, I mean, it'll make my Super NES obsolete, but at least I have it. And I I think if if you go that way with Nintendo and it gives you all those capabilities and you can, like, literally... Like, the one thing that annoys me about my Switch is I bought a carrying case for it. And the guy at the store said, you can fit your dock and everything in here. Dock don't fit, bro. So, like, I, I took my... big carrying case. Well, it's, it's actually pretty compact. But it, the way it's positioned, it looks like it's going to fit. But you can literally only fit the, the, like the, the square controller um, harness in it's like the you bottom can of just, it. You can just fit your, your dock in there, not this console. You can bring your dock anywhere. Yeah, so, like, I ended up throwing the dock in my backpack and everything else in the case, which was fine, but, like, it, it was different. Uh, could you imagine a Switch a little bit smaller? Just well, that, see, the that much is, more compact? Like, the I Games already, when you play it on, in handheld mode on that 7-inch screen, some of them are already pretty tough to play, especially lots of uh, games with... Um, a lot of like text-based content. So they would have to either increase the resolution uh, or just essentially keep the screen the same size but try and decrease the bezel. Um, I don't know. Like I've played, I've played a few games there that are very he- heavily text-based. And on handheld mode, it's, it's kind of tough. So... I don't know if they could go any smaller for the screen, but I think there's potential to go smaller on the physical aspect of it. You know, they might even be able to completely pull out the... This would be crazy, but if they remove the um, cartridge slot and make, like, a digital-only system. You know what would be amazing if you could like link it with your original, like with your switch and like share games that way, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like the DS download play, like do something where you can like set a, a temporary game, like one game that you can put onto the system where you can play it without the cartridge. And maybe you have to like check in online every 24 hours for the game to remain there so that you can travel for a few days because everyone's going to find Wi-Fi at least once in a day, right? I don't know. Like, there's... Nintendo could really do anything with this. And, you know, as as much as people love to kind of rag on them for doing crazy stuff, and, like, Nintendo knows how to print money. Like, they made so much money on with the Wii and the DS and all that stuff, that they can run a multi-billion dollar deficit every year for the next, like, 15 years and still have money. Well, look at what happened with the Wii U. The Wii U absolutely tanked for most people. I enjoyed mine. I hated the the controller, but I really enjoyed having the console. The Wii U Pro Controller is primo. I wish 
I could use that on my Switch. Oh, man. I w- well, you can if you buy a $60 dongle. Really? Yeah. So there's a Bluetooth adapter that you can get for it that plugs into the bottom of your Switch and to the USB port on the top of the controller, and you can actually use it. I'm going to have to look into that because Tetris 99, oh, my God. Do you not have a Pro Controller for your Switch? I do, but because the D-pad is not, like, the rocking kind. Oh, yeah, it is. It's fairly... It's trash for Tetris 99. It's great for Fortnite, though. Like, that Pro Controller is smoother than the Xbox controller for Fortnite. I freaking love the Pro Controller, but, oh, my God, Tetris 99 with that makes me rage so hard because you'll accidentally press the hard drop button, and it just screws you up, and you go from second place to 99th, even though you finished second you still feel like 99th place. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so good at it on the console. Like, it just... I didn't like how people could keep giving me lines. I hated that. You gotta... There's a whole whole strategy. You gotta fight back. You gotta no, attack you, those you, people that are targeting you. Because if you're targeted by someone and you're you're attacking them back, every line you send is worth, like, double or something like that. And the more people targeting you the more lines that you can send and you can really kick some ass. Mind you, I've only ever come second place. (laughs) No, I hate that game with a passion. Um, But it's like crack. I can't stop playing it. Quickly, as we are running out of time (laughs) on our our first episode, which we we knew was going to happen today. We were unfortunately up against some time constraints, but we wanted to get you guys some content this week. Um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu released its third and final trailer. I mean, the first time I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this is going to be stupid. And the second and third trailers have really got me into A, Pokemon nostalgia. B, it looks really cool. Even if the movie tanks. It won't tank. Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. Y- you can't lose. Um, I still wish it was Danny DeVito. <laughs> that would have been And he could better. swear and be like, hey, yo, fuck face. Come here. <laughs> I and didn't even know that the third trailer came out. I'm going to have to watch that. It dropped a few hours ago. It is literally... The big things are you see Gyarados and Mewtwo. Oh, don't tell me. I'm sorry, but we're telling everybody. <laughs> you, you see a blue thing and a purple thing, and then you see a pink thing with a tongue, and then you see a, a miming-looking thing. Is that Wait, better? Wasn't that in the th- second trailer? Yeah, you just see different angles of these Pokemon. Oh, okay. Uh, but you see a lot of like the same clips we've seen over and over and over again. Looks pretty good. Um, final trailer of Marvel The Avengers Endgame has come out as well. Um, I like what they're doing with the colors, making everything look very like doom and gloom. We that's are going to have... Came out, uh, sorry, that's the one that came out like a few days ago, right? Yeah, just after Captain Marvel yeah, was released. Tony Stark lied to us. He should be dead. Dude, it was a trailer. Yeah, well, that came out more than 24 hours ago. Okay. <laughs> um, we are going to do an Avengers special episode just before the release of the movie because that's pretty much all we're going to be able to talk about for that entire week. So why not? Well, I'll talk about Star Wars just for, you know, to keep things mixed up. Nope, a bit. Out with the old and with the new. <laughs> um, no Star Wars, no Transformers, <laughs> no Fast and the Furious. It's all uphill from here. Um, no, the the one thing that I will say um, about the movie is after seeing Captain Marvel, I am super hyped for the film. I was already pretty hyped, uh, but I'm really excited and scared to see what direction it's going to go. I have my feelings. I have my fears. The biggest thing I kind of look at is what didn't happen in Civil War could be a red herring for what is going to happen in Endgame because the Russo brothers did that movie and maybe they had a bigger way to send off Captain America. That is my personal opinion. Wait, I mean, so you saw, when did you see Captain Marvel? Last week. Oh, and your um, two second thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, I would give it a solid thumbs up. Um, I think it kicked the shit out of Wonder Woman, to be honest with you. Um, I went with the girlfriend and she was like, she loved Wonder Woman and then she saw Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman is like a piece of shit to her now. See, so I'm on the fence on whether or not I want to see it, but the girlfriend does has zero desire to to see that movie. It was almost similar um, because she didn't know like the the feeling I'm getting from a lot of people is people don't really know a lot about Captain Marvel. 
And that's because Marvel's really never pushed her. Like, all their comics are Avengers and Lost Avengers and Spider-Man and all that stuff, right? So I'm thinking, like, we saw it a week after it came out because, unfortunately, I had the flu and we had opening night tickets. So we waited a week. By the way, for those who don't know it, Cineplex return policy is fantastic. As long as you... Um, put in a request within a half hour of show start that you didn't make the show, they will refund you after the show knowing that your tickets were not used. It's absolutely phenomenal. Fantastic. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, online only from what I understand, but who buys at the theater now when you can just buy it online? This is true. So, cool. Um, but yes, I, I would I would strongly recommend it. I, I had my doubts it doesn't set up a ton leading up to Endgame, but it really sets up stories from the past and like why an, a certain item is so important to the MCU. So it's, it's really cool. And you get to see how Nick Fury loses an eye. Spoiler alert. Well, everybody saw that coming. Do um, they talk about Iron Man 4? Yes, totally. Exclusively. Um, Actually, the one thing I I will say, do you remember um, Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes. Do you remember how one of the subplot lines in the film was how the guy was so excited to see the guy lose his arm? Yes. That's how I felt all movie, waiting for Nick Fury's eye. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what's going to happen? He's going to lose his eye and it's going to be uber disappointing, just like that guy. That's how he loses his arm? Are you kidding me? Um, quickly on our list as well, um, we will. There were so many things that we could have touched on, but we are going to give the division two another week to see if it can do anything sales wise. John Wick three, final trailer came out. And oh my boy, god, it looks so good! Boy, are we excited! True story for um, our listeners. David came down um, one weekend. Um, he, he was coming to visit me when I was in a, a down place and he's like, Hey man, do you want to watch this movie? I was like, sure, let's watch it. I don't know anything about it. And I immediately fell in love. Um, I was like, how ago. have you not seen John wick before? And you're like, I just, I don't know. I just never, never saw, saw it. it. So then I made him watch it. And then, and then we watched two John years wick later, two right yeah. afterwards. No, it was two years later. No, it was a di- different apartment, man. John wick one was, Oh in- yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Or so that was a year later. Yeah. Because yeah, Dave, Dave came down and we uh we hung out. We we saw Logan Lucky, which yeah. is still actually I've seen it a second time. It's a lot better when you're not paying for it in theaters. Oh. <laughs> um, it it was an okay movie, but we came back and we we ended up getting this combo that gave us a free rental from Cineplex's website, and we're like, oh, what's on here? It was like, oh, John Wick two. We just watched John Wick 2, and now we're we're going to see John Wick 3 when it comes out, and we're very excited for it. I, I didn't think that the trailer could get any better than the previous one. And think about all the stuff they edited out of the trailer. And there's that's no yeah, blood, that's the thing. there's like, no nothing. Well, the thing is, is like if, if you've seen the first two movies, you know that there's a ton, a ton of action. So in the two-minute trailer where it's literally all fighting like you just know that the whole movie is just going to be super intense and crazy and tons of fighting and all over a dog that's what she says and she's like it wasn't <laughs> any dog and is really t- i can't believe um keanu reeves also has announced this week that bill and ted's excellent adventure 3 is coming out oh yeah that guy's a horrible actor who gets jobs in action movies because he doesn't have to talk and now we're going to see him in another horrible movie. And people just love him for whatever reason. Ah, he's a nice guy. How do you know? Because people have said that he's a nice guy. He'll take <laughs> his, He'll let people take his picture with them. He looks depressed when he sits on that bench eating a sandwich. That's fair. I don't know. I, I've just, that's what the people on Reddit say. He's a nice guy. And the people on Reddit are hardly ever wrong. Well, he also uh, apparently gave, like, a ton of money to the people who did the special effects uh, on the Matrix movies. Well, somebody had to pay them. Well, yeah. Oh, 
Um, the studios weren't going to do it. Yeah, there's so many things that we got to talk about, and we're going to actually have to hold off until next week. I mean, there was also a Toy Story 4 trailer that people were, un- like, unhappy with. They were unhappy with it? Lots of people were unhappy. Oh, I feel like that movie can literally go any way, and you won't know until you see the movie. Like, that trailer gives so much stuff, but you're like, I have no idea how this movie's going to end. I think it's going to be great. Me either. I think there there could be also the possibility of maybe one of the characters dying. I know that sounds really like weird, but I think it's possible, don't what you? If, do you think Bo Peep would actually just be become the murderer, the villain, the villain Ki- in that? Kill Woody. Oh, Woody, come play with us, Woody, forever and ever. <laughs> forever and ever, we will love you. Um. With, with that being said, uh, we are out of time for this episode today. Um, we're super happy to be back. David and I will be doing our best to make sure you guys get content on a regular basis. Um, we will, as I said, be doing micro-review podcasts when we have the opportunity. Like, let's say a game comes out or a movie comes out, and we have to talk about it right away. We will put it up with the thing that says spoilers here somewhere. Um, but if you liked what you heard today... Reach out to us, ask us some questions. We'd be happy to answer them. And if you guys have any uh, suggestions or things that you want us to uh, talk about or if anything that you are interested in, uh, let us know because we are we're new to this. This is our first show, you know? Like, it's our first day on the job. And you only live twice. Great movie. Great, great movie. You, but you yes. didn't even know that was the title of the movie. Because for whatever reason, I thought it was you only live once. I was like, that makes no sense. But that is it for us. If you like what you're hearing, awesome. Subscribe. We will keep giving you content. If you don't like it, well, we're sorry we hurt your feelings. Tell all your friends we exist. Yeah. (laughs) This is the Scene on Screen podcast. Thanks for listening.